Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a splendid, refreshing, and truly glorious weekend. And if you didn't, that's too bad because it's Monday and we got to get back to work. We've got to get back to work. I'm sorry to tell you guys. I don't know if you knew already, but it is Monday. And that just never gets easier to swallow. No, that's such a good point. Like, it is Monday. And some people might have not known that until we told them. And you guys know it is our job here to tell you what day of the week it is. When it is that day. When it is that day and how we're going to make it through the week. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to make it through the week. But you know what? To get I actually, to another amazing weekend. I think that we're going to make it through this week. Let me tell you why. Just this is my this is my guess. Okay. I think we're all still riding high off the announcement of my tour. Like, we all got our tickets. Some of us missed out on tickets. Some shows sold out. Like, we're all freaking it's exciting you know our blood is pumping tickets available at girlnojob.com slash tour tomorrow we have a big merch launch like mm-hmm. we have our insanely gorgeous insanely gorgeous claudia is wearing the reissued tmt sorority sweatshirt so last week i wore the old one that i've had for three years this is the new one so you can see how it's pigmented how it's not been torn apart by the washing machine yet how it's so stunning the pink is so plainy it's everything of the sort you need it for fall I actually read the cutest comment yesterday. Someone commented on our picture where I was wearing that sweatshirt. She said she found that sweatshirt at Goodwill. And so she Googled the morning toast and now she's a toaster. Don't you just love You're to see lying. it? Don't you just, I'm assuming she's a toaster because she commented, but don't you love to see that? You know, literally, that is such a crazy story. Right? Who the fuck sent our sweatshirt to Goodwill? I don't know, but it's free marketing. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, I am wearing this new sweatshirt that says Toasty. It's perfect for fall. So cozy as champagne glasses on the arms. It comes with matching shorts, but since I'm a big pregnant lady. And it's freezing. Those shorts were just not happening for me today. And mostly because, not because the shorts don't fit. They fit totally fine. It's just because I can't be bothered to shave my legs. So It's also really cold. Like you would be insane if you wore shorts today. No shorts for me, but the set is so cute. It's perfect for winter, like just for a cozy fall vibe. You need it. And we're also launching homeware, glassware, and iPhone accessories. Um, You've shown us your iPhone. Um, we're 13. So we've got all the sizes, you guys. Don't worry about it. This is the sorority sweatshirt, but in a case. And then we've got this tumbler that I've been secretly not so subtly using for like the last six months. And I'm just obsessed. So we're finally selling these on Tuesday. Everything is dropping at shopmorningtoast.com. We, uh, Jackie, you wore the, um, one of our new crewnecks on Friday. Yes. And it's sickening. No, uh, no, or Thursday, I, Thursday. Yeah. And then tomorrow the everything drops and we'll be wearing more things. Also, we have two crop t-shirts dropping that are so cute because, you know, sometimes you just need a t-shirt. I actually need it. I don't own 
like t-shirts period I'm always wearing like a sweater so I'm very much looking forward to incorporating these t-shirts into my wardrobe they're like the perfect they say they say TMT and like the sorority letters on it they're just like perfect to wear under a blazer or something you know you just need a t-shirt well what I was gonna say is like yes we are launching two t-shirts but unfortunately both of the hosts refuse to model them no because they're cropped I'm gonna wear it tomorrow I just forgot to take it home with me I'm I'm cool with the crop I could be bumping well have you well you never seen friends but towards the end of Rachel's pregnancy she's pregnant for like literally six years uh, she starts walking around in a crop top cute yeah I mean Kylie's doing it that's true they're not that crop they're like to the belly button yeah so that's really exciting they drop at 10 a.m tomorrow shopmorningtoast.com as always you know there is we have a lot of quantity but it is a limited lot of quantity so if you want something and you know that you want it I would hop on early to make sure that you set an alarm yeah 10 a.m Eastern time, mm-hmm. shopmorningtoast.com. Mm-hmm. And then continuing on with our exciting week of exciting tings, Wednesday, we'll be in studio, we'll be being fabulous, but what you might not realize is that that is my last show of the week. And don't worry, I'm not leaving you guys like I did because I already just took a week off, but you know. She I'm, forgot to put in for PTO. I forgot to put in for PTO because I don't know if anyone else is struggling with like so many weddings. Like I don't know how I'm supposed to organize my calendar and like have a job when it's literally wedding, 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 bridal shower, bachelorette, like all this COVID backup. I'm sorry, I did drop the ball. But you know what? The toasters ultimately benefit. So Wednesday will be my last show. I'm going to Rome. But Thursday, Friday, and Monday, Ben is going to be filling in for me in studio. So it'll be fun and exciting. Like, Ben, yes. So we're really, like, definitely going to make it through this week. I've never been more sure. I guess when you think about it that way, it makes the week a little bit more exciting, more palatable from the vantage point of this Monday. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Because it's a Monday. Monday was such a nice, cozy weekend. It's just gorgeous. Waking up this morning, it was like still one of those like cozy, it's getting darker like later into the morning and you just don't want to get out of bed. But I had a really great relaxing weekend. So I'm here. I'm feeling I'm feeling as good as can be on Monday. Of course. I mean, I had a hectic fucking morning. I literally rolled over and it was 9.52. And I like ran screaming. That's until crazy. I ran scre- I'm like, Ben, why the fuck did you wake me up? He was just sitting in the living room. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought you were like doing your makeup. Like, check. Like, and you know what? Now that I think about it. Is, it it's Ben's fault. Obviously. <laughs> Whose fault is it going to be? Mine? Theo's. The thing is, is like, and what I really thought about, I used to oversleep all the time, like for like college and just like life. But I don't think I've really overslept once in the couple of years we've been doing the show. No, I think that you have, but it's never been like so bad that like you missed the show or something. Like, you know, it's never been after 1030. But oh, no, of course not. There's been like, and I, I, I have also like sometimes I like, missed my alarm and you, you get here on time, but you're just like chaotic. No, I literally was asleep not even 30 minutes ago. Like I'm a zombie. That's really crazy. And that feeling when you're like, you roll over and me, it said 952 and your whole body just like shakes. It's the worst thing in the world. And I, that f- feeling felt so foreign to me. Like I really haven't done that in years. You needed the sleep. I'm glad you got your Z's. A hundred percent. I needed the sleep. As opposed to like my husband's alarm going off when it was still dark out. Ooh. And I know he didn't get up when it was like, what? You just set alarms for the middle of the night. That's Disgusting. what you're doing these days. It was just fucking with my REM cycle. Not cool. Disgusting. And like, think about Brew. What if Brew heard that? His whole day is ruined. Um, so obviously we have an amazing show for you guys. Real Housewives of Potomac and Salt Lake City were on. And we're going to recap it at the end. But I did want to say, I too had a relaxing weekend. I watched Impeachment. Okay. I am going to file a motion. I'm, I'm filing... not going to spoil anything. No, nope, that's not the motion. I'm filing a motion to move all TV recaps to the end of the show 
for people who haven't watched yet, aren't going to watch, don't care, spoiler alerts, et cetera. To be honest. Et cetera. You read a couple podcast reviews and you've been acting so different. And honestly, no, I'm not giving in. I'm not. No, but it makes sense. Some people don't want to hear about impeachment. No, the thing is, like, the, the stuff that we put in the TV recap is very much reality-based. And I think, like, the scripted part of the show is always at the beginning. And I think it's fine. Okay, I just, I saw that comment and it made sense to me. And I'm saying like, we must stop living for the comments. Like we have to live for ourselves. We're not living for the comments, but I, I don't believe in like reading all comments and just dismissing them all as negative and unconstructive. No, by the way, for sure. I take. But I don't think that like, okay, maybe you would prefer it this way, but it's not like destructive to the show for me to talk about impeachment now versus in 40 minutes. No, it's not. But like, I also watched Younger this weekend. I would like to talk about it. Great. But there is a TV segment in which we can talk about it. That TV segment is like so already built out. Do you know what I mean? And like, usually by the time we're done recapping Housewives, like we don't even want to talk about the thing we wanted to talk about at the beginning. We're just like, oh yeah, like I watched Impeachment, it was great. Like, you know? Okay, I mean, you guys will obviously weigh in here and let us know what you think. Today, you can have it your way. I just don't, I think you really need to stop reading podcasts. I don't like, read them that often. No, I, you read them once and everything changed. Like we couldn't sing anymore our loud songs. We had to move the TV recap to the back. Like there was something else too. Like. Who cares? Like, this is our a show. A lot of people. This is our show. A lot of people care. You're gonna, you can talk about impeachment today, and you guys let us know. I think it does, it makes sense in the order of things. I think, yes, on the surface, it makes sense. But when it comes into actually executing it, like, by the end of the show, we're, like, mentally exhausted and, like, okay, we'll just have to get through Housewives. Like, we're not thinking clearly at the end of the show. I think it's important for people to know that before they put their input in. Okay. You guys? Well... Impeachment is unbelievably good. It's so annoying because there's six episodes out and there's going to be 10 total. So like me and Ben were so into it. And then we were like, what? So that was frustrating. Now, I have two things to say. While I do think Beanie Feldstein did a great job, I do not think it was the role for her. Like she's, first of all, she doesn't really look like Monica. She just has bangs and everyone else looks exactly like the Linda Tripp. I had to look up what Linda Tripp looked like. Sarah Paulson is incredibly talented. One, because she looks just like Linda Tripp. And two, I didn't know Linda Tripp personally. I don't know anything about her. But if, like, if she is like what Sarah Paulson made her out to be, like, she's the most annoying human being on the fucking planet. Well, Sarah Paulson really has that effect on her characters. 100%. Marsha. Like she's perfect for it. Yeah. Yes, she plays, like, hateable figures. Or is she just hateable? Mm, good question. We don't know. Um, also, what's so crazy is like, I honestly know very, very little about the Monica Lewinsky thing because it was when I was were three two. years old. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I feel like I'm watching like a totally fictional series and it's like, I'm like, what's going to happen next? Even though most people probably know what happens next. Like, I know literally nothing. Like, I didn't even know about that guy like in the Clinton administration who like killed himself. Like, I didn't know any of this. So it's all just like, it's all really happening for me. But what's so crazy is like it really wasn't that long ago. So so many of the people who they meet when they're traversing around D.C. like still working like Jake Tapper was like, you know, some guy she met at a bar. Like there's so many people who are like we still know they're like famous in politics and like they're literally in the show. Mm-hmm. So that's just like crazy because it feels so far away. But it's like not at all. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I was actually very curious, like whose story are we telling? You know, is this Monica's story? Is it Linda Tripp's story? Is it Bill's story? Like whose story is it? And so I it's did Monica's story. So I did see that Monica was involved with Ryan Murphy. Like I, I just wanted to know. I'm sure you know everyone perceived, experienced the thing differently, like the scandal. So who's and we're taking Monica's side. And honestly, like justice for fucking Monica. It's 
so sad. Like, it's... Okay, whatever. The only other problem I had with the show, and I know I'm complaining a lot, but I did actually really like it, is um, Bill Clinton is, like, butt ugly. Like, no one can deny that. In real life. In real life. Oh, my God. I don't know who the man is who's playing him, but, like, he is handsome. And he's doing the whole job, like, a little too well. Because I'm like, yes, Bill. And, like, Bill Clinton is not hot. Like Bill Clinton today... No, yeah. even when he was president. Are you sh- oh, you looked up pictures of when he was president. Of course. And he wasn't like, you know, gorgeous, but he was he wasn't like heinous, but he wasn't gorgeous. And this guy who's playing him, oh my god, he's so hot. Like and he's like so presidential, you know? Yeah. Um so I do feel like that's factually inaccurate. <laughs> um and I just like my shows to be more accurate historically and also like where is Hillary? Like Edie Falco plays Hillary, she's in one scene in the bathroom in the first episode, she doesn't say one word. She just washes her hands and walks out. And then literally, like, last night's episode, she was, like, sleeping in the bed and we didn't see her. Like, where's Hillary? I mean, that kind of tracks. She she wasn't, yeah. I know. I'm sure that, uh, like, this is a, a this is a big stain on oh, her life. That's and true. I'm, I'm sure the people who are writing the show would like to keep her out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, she's there. And Edie Falco looks... Just like her, yeah, like crazy, like. Or her. maybe she pops up in the last four episodes. I have them maybe, all recorded. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to experience what you experience. I want to watch all ten, even though I feel like it might be a lot to watch all at once. Like I remember when I watched the last American Crime Story, OJ Simpson, uh-huh. and I watched every week, but it felt like the whole country was watching every week. So you know that was fu- a fun activity for all of us. It was just like a lot to digest every week, and you kind of needed the week to sit with it like I oh, couldn't just like bang them out no I watched OJ a, in one sitting and it, it was wasn't a bangable show I don't think that you did because we watched it at the same time I didn't watch it episodically at all hmm. I think I maybe started watching when like the second to last episode premiered interesting I hate watching things weekly like it just it grinds my gears so the fact that I have now a whole month left of impeachment yeah it's disgusting yeah no I, I, I won't make that mistake it's a mistake for but then sure what happens is I'm like okay I'll wait for it to be done and then I never watch it Oh, of course, yeah. So if you weren't talking about it, I could see myself not watching impeachment, but I do want to watch it because, again, we were two and four years old, so I have no... We don't no, know anything. We don't know anything. It was, it's really good. Yeah. Like, you know, Ryan Murphy is just great. Yeah. Um, and you watch Younger. I did watch Younger. Do you want to save it for the end, or you want to talk about it no, now? No, because you made you could, choice. You could choose. You, you could want choose. scripted in the beginning, unscripted at the end. Okay. Um, I watched Younger because I always used to watch, and then I remember I started the second to last season a year ago and it was far too dumb and I was like I can't watch this and I guess you know the bar is lower because I enjoyed it immensely things Um, have changed things have changed and Melanie Paris has come out so no like the bar has just been Mm -hmm. lowered and it was enjoyable it's it's a cute show like Mm -hmm. and there are some really funny moments like there were some times I was laughing out loud and I love like Debbie Mazar and Lauren's yeah. character and Diana Trout, even though she's not in the last season. What like, the fuck was that? But they bumped up Lauren. Yes. And they gave her all of Diana's scenes. But still. So it made it okay, but still, like, justice for Diana Trout. What, did she get a better job? Like, I don't, maybe she just, like, couldn't work because of COVID. Mm. Like, it was a very COVID. Oh, yeah. Zane broke up with her over FaceTime, FaceTime never yeah. to be heard from again. Like, I was just like, okay, COVID. And also, it was sad to watch this last season because, like, the world, they, they didn't, you know, address COVID at all. The world that they're living in, the New York that they're living in doesn't exist. Like, yeah. these fabulous people going into offices, just, like, having lunch, you know, jumping on the subway to get here. Oh, let me come see your gallery in the middle. Like, nobody does that shit anymore. Like, it's just an unfabulous city. And so it was a little bittersweet to be watching it because it was like, damn, those were the days. Um, and I enjoyed it. Like, still, some of the shit that they do on that show, like, 
Kelsey should have been fired 20 times over. Same for Liza. Like, when Kelsey sent her spoiler alert tits to her Instagram story, like, when they just got funding from an investment group in Chicago who she all told them to follow her on social media, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yeah, fired. Fired. She didn't even get fired, though. She just got demoted. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I've lost everything. And it's like, no, you, you should you actually st- no, like you still have your job. Like that's way more than most people get. I guess it's like Jeffrey Tubin like just got suspended for showing his wiener. But the thing is, is like with that show is the the you like sorry, I'm literally like having a brain fart. Oh my god. Okay. I didn't even know what I was gonna say. Okay. So, may oh I? my god, yeah. So I just really felt like she was just it's so crazy. It was crazy to me that she's in publisher to begin with. Like, of course, like, it's just so stupid. Yeah, okay, you know? that's what I was going to say. Like, you can only, like, go along with something being so stupid for so long until it becomes glaringly obvious, like, how unrealistic a certain setting is. So, so unrealistic. Like, I just, there were so many things that were just, like, bothering me. But on the whole, it's, and also, like, now that I'm a reader, actually, the last time I watched Younger, I wasn't, it was pre-reading, pre-Kindle. So now that I'm a reader, I'm, like, immensely interested in, like, the publishing aspect. And it's, like, all they would publish is, like, this it, this famous person's writing a book. Like, what about the all the other books that aren't, like, celebrity memoirs? You know what I mean? Like, no, you're right. they like, only ever took meetings with, like, already famous, famous people. Well, that the was episode, the point of the Incubator. Yeah, no, and that and I appreciated the incubator, and I thought that was a really good idea. And it was like Patreon, and like then I'm like, okay, this show hits it on the head, right? Like they get the current digital climate. Yes, so that like so things like that are redeeming. The episode with Fupa, the um, she was like fake Greta Thunberg. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so fucking funny. It was so funny. So like there were so many moments where I was genuinely laughing out loud, and then there was others just that are just so cringe yeah and the fact that in the end spoiler alert Liza ends up with Josh I mean I'm a Chiza stan obviously and they were so close and I just I disagree my god she was pissing me off so fucking much at the end like after all Charles did for you like all he wanted to do is get married like he's not asking you for the craziest thing like just fucking marry the man yeah no it's it was really infuriating I'm, I'm sorry to say. Like, that was really It's rough. like Carrie ending up with Aiden. And the fact that Debbie Mazar, Maggie, I can never remember her character. I'm just like Debbie. The fact that she, like, ends up with the woman who canceled her. Um, Heather Mooney? Stop. From Real House, from yeah. Romeo and Michelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. She I invented the quick burning paper? I didn't even realize that. But, like, that she's falling in love with the woman who canceled her. I'm just... It was so thrown together at the end. Like... Yeah. It was not thoughtful in any way. No, but it was still... It was good for, like, a COVID ending. I I feel like we got everything. I didn't feel like we missed out on anything other than, like, Zane and Kelsey. Yeah, and And, Debbie. The fact... The fact that Kelsey was living in a two-bedroom apartment with three people total and a baby while she was publisher oh, right. of empirical press um no yeah no yeah no 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 and yeah. then when she finally is like you know what i'm gonna move out i've been saving up 
and she still won't just like move into a fucking rental. There's a million in the city. She has to like move into this building that this guy she's been dating for two weeks owns. Like that's the worst idea I've ever heard. Like you have terrible judgment. I mean, I literally watched the show so long ago. Like I don't even remember everything you're talking no, about. So she like, remember she starts dating Claire's ex. Yeah, yeah And Rob. he's a real estate developer. So when she needs to leave the apartment because Claire got mad at her for dating her ex, she moves into the, the model apartment in his building. It's like, Get your own fucking apartment. You were a publisher. That's like being fucking Anna Wintour and living with three roommates. Yeah, totally. Higher than that, because she's not even head of Condé Nast. Totally. I'm so, like, I'm sorry. So that's that's how I feel. So like, it's over, and it was a good show. I know, and it, you know what? I I spent all day Saturday and Friday night watching it, and it was like exactly what I needed. Exactly it was always was, like a fun, stupid light show. Like, Yeah, it was just what the doctor ordered. So that was fun. Then I finished the book I was reading, Party Crasher by Sophie Kinsella. You know, she's my favorite author. It was my least favorite Sophie Kinsella book. There has to be one. Just the protagonist was just like, not my kind of girl. Okay. She was not like other girls, mm -hmm. but not in the same, same way as us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then I started a new book yesterday called This Tender Land by William Kent Kruger. It's like a very, it's a novel, you know, Dana, it's a Danish choice recommendation. She said it was like the best book ever. So, and so many redheads did too. So I'm like 40% of the way and it is really good, but it's, it's a lot. So that's been nice. It was a good content week. And for me, considering I feel like I've had a few failed, like honestly, like a failed month of content. Outlander. Outlander and I, I'm not going back to Outlander you guys because I took a little break and then I realized I didn't miss it and I didn't miss the way that it made me feel yeah and I was planning on starting made this weekend but from what I'm hearing it's like so emotionally triggering like I actually don't I'm in a good headspace like I don't really want to bring myself to that level wait okay I watched made and I finished it and it was a lot and as I said it was very intense it's a lot to sit with I preferred to watch it when the sun was out because it was just too much when the sun went down I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was, it's a true story, which always I think makes it a better story. And I would, I would recommend it. It was productive viewing. Margaret Qualley, such a star. And, and that way, if you watch it, I wouldn't have to always be like convincing you of her star power. Yeah. And she stars in it with Andy McDougal, who is her mom. They play mother McDowell. and daughter. McDowell yeah yeah they play mother and daughter in the show and they're mother and daughter in real life and they're both fantastic actresses so that was just like an acting nugget of cuteness I love like having little like nuggets like things that you know yeah I just don't think I can do it like I'm I'm finally in like a positive headspace it's fall like why would I do that okay so you could wait but it was it's really really good really well done and I would recommend it but just like I was watching like two episodes a day it's not something like that's you so binge, bingy. yeah. Because the episodes are like fucking movies. They're an hour impeachment. They're all like an it's hour. It's crazy. They're making like movies. No, I thought I felt the same way about Downton Abbey. Since like every scene was like filled with so much dialogue and sets and outfits, I'm like, this is an hour. Like sometimes an hour fifteen, hour thirty minute episode. I'm like, you're just making movies. Yeah. No, for Made, I was like, I've watched ten movies. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, and that's the content. The scripted content. The scripted. Stay tuned for the unscripted. Don't coming get at it, you soon. Don't get it twisted. I mean, Kravis is engaged. Like, we just have to get to we it. We have to get to it. Go ahead. Without... Oh, my go God. Ahead, go ahead, me. 
Because without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Curology. Excuse me. Curology customizes a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked out for you to help tackle your skincare needs. Whether that may be trying to take control of acne or if acne no longer is your top skin concern, you can also address fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, or clogged pores. You start by answering questions online about your skin, and if it's a good fit, then Curology will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who will get to know your skin and subject to consultation. You'll get a customized prescription cream to be shipped straight to your door to address your acne, fine lines, dark spots, or more. So it's actually a really in-depth questionnaire that you fill out. You submit pictures of your face. It really feels like they're getting to know your skin from the inside out. And I've been using Curology for a while now, and I have to say the moisturizer that they sent me, I said this to Jackie the other day, is hands down the best facial moisturizer I've ever used. Like it's it's like a gel like it's really creamy it's just a gel i love a gel it's fabulous so if you feel like you have specific needs my skin can be dry i have a lot of oil buildup in my nose and my chin like they are going to address your problems which is fabulous because you have different problems than me um you can start your curology journey just like i did with a free 30-day trial at curology.com toast if prescribed just pay five dollars for shipping and handling that's c-u-r-o-l-o-g-y Curology.com slash toast to unlock your free 30-day trial where you can cancel anytime. Go get that glow. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. First story, so exciting. Kravis engaged. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are engaged. They got engaged last night in Montecito, California, where Travis popped the question at the Rosewood Miramar Beach Hotel, surrounded by an elaborate display of red roses and white candles, followed by what seemed to be like a little partay with the family. Okay. So... I don't really know where we should start here. I think let's start, first of all, okay, they've been together since the beginning of the year. Like, not that long. But it does feel like this, like, kismet, astrological, like, soulmate thing. Um, So I don't feel like it's too soon. I really don't. Like, I feel like they've known each other forever. He's been on the Kardashians, like, a couple times in the last, like, 10 years. I think that the timing is fine. I think the timing is fine. They've been dating about nine months. And I think, you know, if this were my friend, I would say maybe that's fast. But, like... Courtney is so not a hasty person like she was dating Scott for 20 years and still wasn't ready like I think she knows herself well enough to know when she's ready and that she's ready I agree so even though I was when I first saw they were engaged I was like how long has it been a year right but I have complete and utter utter faith in these two and their relationship like it's yes it's very filled with lust but they also have a blended family and they're it's so much deeper than just like the Instagram pics that they post. That's true. And so I believe, I think this is so beautiful. And I think the fact that like Courtney is so down and and for this, when like we just assumed she wasn't like a marriage girl. Forever. But no, it's just, she was a Travis girl. Right. And you know what's so weird? Because there's been so many Kardashian relationships and weddings. Courtney's never been married. Like when you think of like Hollywood and you think someone getting married, it seems like, oh yeah, whatever. Like this is Travis's third marriage. Like, but for Courtney, like, she's never done it. So, like, it seems so real. But, yeah, that's how you, like, you know even more so that it's real and that you can just, you you can go with Courtney on this one. So then the second element worth discussing is the Scott of it all. Because Scott was very much wanting to marry Courtney, as we saw many times on the show. And she very firmly said, like, I don't want to get married. Maybe I don't want to get married to you or I don't want to get married, period. But everyone is now like, where's Scott? Yeah, I mean, and also because I just, for a number of reasons, one, 
a year ago, she was saying to him, like, you need to do these things. And if you do, like, if you do them, we can be together. And he didn't do them. So, mm-hmm. like, I can't feel that bad for him. I, I need to know what those things are before I die. Yeah. I, I, like, I absolutely 100 100%. Two, like, knowing that him and Sophia didn't work out because he was always, you know, had one foot at in Courtney's Courtney. house. And now Sophia's in, like, a really serious relationship. She, like, moved in with her boyfriend. They bought a house together. And it's, like, where does this leave Scott? And he doesn't even have an Amelia to ring up in this time of need well you know what like maybe this could be a moment for him to be like maybe i should stop dating children maybe that's why it hasn't worked out yeah so of course like i and i i'm i do like scott so you know i hope he's okay and i think he's fine because he was at snl last week i'm sure someone gave him the heads up that this was happening well so yes that's the third thing i wanted to talk about do you feel like this is so kind of out of character for Courtney? Like, su- such a public moment, first of all. Like, on a public beach, like, people... It got blown up on social media before they even got to post about it. So public, so big, so grand. And then, like, filming for the show, filming the the dinner. I felt like it was kind of out of character for Courtney, who, you know, her boundaries. Yes. But I just feel like when you're... Like, Courtney, I believe, is so happy. Like, circle is complete for her. Yeah. She's feeling amazing so like sometimes your walls come down a little bit and maybe in those times when she had them up so high it was because like she was wanting to keep people out she had stuff that she didn't want to share it's very personal but like in her joy I think she's just like sure sure it's just different and I think even though this like seems so big for us you know it's not Kanye proposing at the no at the stadium but like even it's, though at the stadium a, that was still more private yeah but no but it's just like a beautiful beachside at their favorite hotel proposal on like the day they got back from New York so she probably wasn't expecting it like she might have been in her airplane clothes Mm -hmm. and I think it was just natural which she is a natural girly so I saw a lot of people online saying this and I agree with that more than your gorgeous theory um that they might have been been engaged in like had a private real moment um and then with this new show that I'm sure is paying them much more Courtney has has to participate um then they decided to kind of give a moment for the show but their initial engagement was probably like a more personal private moment okay that's what i think okay i mean even still if it was like a a different courtney she wouldn't give it to the show she and she and she might have even been like i think family might have even been like okay you know you're we're not going to film your proposal like that's fine we'll talk about your engagement tomorrow well i actually think that with this new Hulu deal, I do think the dynamic probably has shifted quite a bit because with the E! Show, it was like this burden where they weren't making that much money from it. So like no one wanted to go out of their way to do it. With this brand new Hulu deal, I'm sure they're making 10 times more what they were making. That would mean that they're making a billion dollars. For 10 seasons. Is it ten? Is it a 10 season deal? No, that's what I'm saying. The original deal was 10 seasons. So I'm sure what they probably made signed on for one, maybe two. I think that what they're getting paid per episode is probably literally 10 times more what they were getting paid on E. So everyone kind of got their shit together, especially Courtney. If you like, if you want to accept that deal, we're going to split the money with you. Like you got to work. Right. But then when you think about it that way, to me, that seems like the antithesis of Courtney, like sell it, like thinking about her relationship in terms of like the, what the show is paying her. I think they're just no, two separate relationships. Yeah, no, like, you got to work. So, like, she's selling her relationship to the show. No, but that's why I'm saying I think she had a private one first. Because they're paying more. If she had a private one first. And then this, like, kind of out of character, very public thing was, like, for the show. I don't know. I I think it's just, you know, they're in love and they're not looking around. Like, and it is what it is. And it's it's beneficial for everyone that it's filmed. And because she's happy, like, she's letting us into her life. I think... I believe my 
theory. Well, it's not my theory. I saw it on the internet, but I think that there was probably because when I saw it, I'm like, there's no way because it's like it's so public. But I guess the relationship also has been so public this far, like so much PDA, like they really have been like just very public doing, doing, doing their thing. And the thought of them like faking a second proposal is so not Courtney to me. Well, honestly, if that's the case, it makes me love Kravis. Like, yes, you know that the show is important. You're prioritizing your work. Maybe Courtney can, you maybe Courtney will learn from that, you know? So I, I don't know. I kind of hope because then it's like, yes, Kravis, like be a stage mom. Let's go. Yeah. Kravis. Travis, Travis, sorry. Okay, I'm like, the both of them? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, I think it's all so beautiful. The ring is so stunning. Ooh. And that's like another thing. I could have seen Courtney with just like a black yeah. heart. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a tattoo ring. Right, but like she's just going full fairy tale. And this is what she's been waiting for. So it kind of tracks. Like just, it, it just was never right before, you know? But now we're seeing a whole new woman, a woman in love, really. No, she has had the most twisted dating history. Like, didn't she like date Justin Bieber for a minute? Like she has finally landed where she was meant to land and you just love to see it. Yeah. So this is very exciting. Of course, can't wait for the show to come out. It's going to be like a year. So I know they all, uh, Oh, but Kim did say, I, I forget what show she was on. She gave very little insight, but she did say like, they're going to have a much faster turnaround time on this show. Like how we're always complaining, how we're watching things on the Kardashians that happened a year ago. Like we're on to a new scandal. Like, that's so true. And also, like, when you think about the D'Amelio show, which is also on Hulu, it was, like, just a few months in between. Right. So that's really exciting. That is very exciting. He could never. Yeah. Okay, well. Mazel tov. Mazel tov to Kravis. I look forward, like, Courtney is a bride. She'll definitely wear a black wedding dress. Totally. Like, the fact that she was wearing, like, full black, black t- like, her engagement is iconic. She didn't even take her sunglasses off. Good. No, but, like... Look, that's a little extreme. You gotta do what you gotta do. I can't wait to see the photographer pictures. Yeah. Anyways, I really liked how they did it. They just got engaged like normal people, and it's beautiful. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are, like, quaking, because, like, they're like, well, we have to be the better emo couple. Like, they're gonna get engaged in, like, a month. You think so? Totally. Shanna Mochler, like, posted something on her stories, like, like, that she needed a break or something. Like, sad. Because, you know, all of her kids are now, like, posting, like, Courtney, we love you. Like, that sucks. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought for a second Shanna Mochler was... Sharna Burgess? Sharna Burgess. Jackie? Me too. I get them so confused. That's really confusing. Yeah. Because it's, like, the same thing with Megan <laughs> and Brian Austin Green. Okay. I just... I can't. So, she posted... My brain can only retain so much. All the kids land in in Alabama, Travis's, and Sh- Shauna. Sharna? No. Shanna. Shanna. Mokler. Shanna Mokler. Mm-hmm. All their kids were there, like with the Kardashians posting, like, we're so happy for you. Like, if I was no. Shanna Mokler, like, I would need a break too. Yeah, that's really just like the worst case scenario. You know, your ex is marrying the most famous woman in the most famous family. Your kids love her, love their kids. They're going to like move in together. Blended. Blended. Now, are you glad that you watched? Courtney, she, you know, she was like always throwing those like really cute movie nights in her backyard. Like, she needs to have a. Family screening of Blended. I know, but it already seems like they are Blended. They don't. They could star in the sequel. <laughs> wow. Okay. It pains me, but we have to move on to I our know. next story, which is some the opposite of happy couple news. Lalan Ran. But it's bad couple speculation. Okay. Okay. Lala can't. I remove. love when you go into denial mode, like for your favorite couples. No, but I'll tell you why I'm holding out 
I'll tell you why. Lala Kent removes Randall Emmett from Instagram, sparks breakup rumors. Lala Kent has fans wondering whether she and fiance Randall have split after she either deleted or archived all the photos she had of him from her Instagram. The Vanderpump Rules star also posted a video to her Instagram story of two male friends walking through a hotel, one rolling a suitcase and the other pushing her baby ocean, set to the extremely telling song Sorry by Beyonce. So also there are some rumors floating that like Randall was spotted with some ladies in a hotel and an elevator on multiple occasions so are lala and randall separated the only thing i want to say is in the past lala has deleted all pictures of randall from her instagram she's done it once maybe even twice like where it's like are they broken up what happened and she says like it's not has nothing to do with their actual relationship she just sort of gets like spooked about just like having it all over social media so i just okay but there's also a lot of other things going on here so i don't really see uh, what's a lot of other the literal photos of randall like walking through the lobby yeah walking through the lobby of hotel with like two blonde girls and the video of her of lala checking into a hotel like there's more here okay well she's at like the beverly hills hotel so maybe she has a photo shoot just gonna set that one aside you saw photos of randall two of him walking through a hotel lobby was he holding hands no but he got into an elevator with the girl with one girl yeah and then i think in the other one there was two girls and you don't know that they were just strangers passing in the night they weren't they weren't wearing masks so like they were in the elevator together so if they're vaccinated no but like if you're in the elevator with strangers like that's when you put your masks on maybe not for them Maybe just in saying, New York. Deny all you want, but there's something going on here. I think there's just a path here to where, you know, it, there's not much going on. But like, I don't think they're going to break up, but I do think there's something going on. They can't break up. What about Ocean? I know, but like, why can't Randall just keep it in his pants? But we don't know that he didn't. I I'm to, choosing to believe that he did. Can you show me the pictures? Where did you oh see Oh my them? God. Okay. I just need to see for myself. Okay. I mean, it's going to take me a minute. Hang on. Okay. Oh, this was just not the news you want to hear this morning, especially as the show's airing, because then it's like we can't even enjoy no- the show knowing what's coming. I think it was on Reddit. Oh, it's okay. If you can't find it, I'll find them later. I, I can send it to you later. But I didn't see them like floating around crazily. I did. Do you have to show me later? Okay. I mean, this is obviously sad because they're a couple we stand. But I just don't think it's beneficial for anyone for us to just be in denial. Yeah. Okay. This is what she said the last time she deleted all the pictures of him. This makes more sense than what I said. In a moment of feeling protective, angry, and impulsive, I deleted every photo of him, including the moment we got engaged. I felt like what people were saying was so unfair, and I'm the one that put him out there like that. Okay. Okay. This could be applied to this situation, too. People are saying unfair things about him, and she's the one who put him out there like that. People are saying unfair things about him because she deleted the pictures, so... This was the catalyst, so make it make sense. People are saying unfair things about him because of the pictures that were seen in Nashville. And so maybe it's just like, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like the pictures of her, I don't know if it was Nashville. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, I think the pictures of him in the lobby, like I only saw them after she deleted all the pictures because she made this whole kerfuffle. (sighs) Damn. Okay, I'm losing. I mean, obviously, I don't want it to be true either. Yeah. But like, let's live in reality for a moment. Yeah, I just can't fathom it being true right now. You know, they, I know, seem they just so had a child. Rock solid. They're so they're so strong on the show. I read her book. Like they're so simpatico, erotico, and so it's just hard to swallow. I'm gonna hold out hope. You know me, because I don't give up on my ships that easily. You don't. I will not let this ship go down without a fight. 
But I will. This is literally you. I will go <laughs> down with this ship. That is me. I won't put my hands up and surrender. There will be no white flag above my bones. I'm in love. And always will be. That is literally you. That is literally me. I and for the ships that I, there's a. I don't do it for every ship, mm-hmm. but for this one, I will go down with the ship, and I also realize that my argument is losing steam. I do realize that. Okay. That no, I mean the ship is sinking faster and faster. But we've let's hit just an, we've hit a nice. Now we've like switched spots. Like let's just wait and see what happens. <laughs> You see how, you know. No, I mean. Nothing is definitive. But no, also, but something happened. For I sure. was the one who first said when Courtney and Travis got together that they were probably just business partners. Like, right. maybe I don't have a good read on these things. You think everyone's going into business <laughs> together. Except, wait. The weekend and Angelina Jolie. It came out that he's now like a UN, um, like working with the UN or something, which is like so Angelina. Wait. It's very possible they were in business <laughs> together. And that they weren't dating. That's amazing. For, yeah. That's one point for me. But yeah. still, I lost on Kravis. Irina and Kanye are in business together. <laughs> J-Lo and Ben Affleck in are business. in business together. Honestly, Jerry's still out there. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, no, no. But I really thought they were like working on a male skincare line. Right. Um, <laughs> Called him. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe you, don't, maybe you don't follow me on this one, but... I have to be able to sleep at night. Of course, of course, of course. I totally so, understand. I just am going to... You know, and I hate when people rush to conclusions. 100%. And you know what? I'm actually going to bump up a story because our next story is about... Is brought to you. Our next story about rushing to conclusions is brought to you. By Liquid IV. And Liquid IV does not approve of you rushing to conclusions. Mm-mm. Cooler weather makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration, like overheating or perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. Flu season is in full swing, so proper hydration and vitamins can help support a strong immune system. Liquid IV is here to hydrate you faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins. It has more vitamin C than an orange and is healthy and as much potassium as a banana. It's a healthier alternative for sugary sports drinks it has no artificial flavors and preservatives and it has less sugar than an apple so liquid IV are these amazing little packs you pop them in your water and it's literally like taking your water and tripling it it's just it's great time management which we're always advocating here at the morning toast also you didn't hear from me it is a fabulous hangover remedy um just filled with such good things for you You just gotta soak it all up hydrate and just because it's colder weather doesn't mean you don't need to be hydrated. Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. They have tons of delicious flavors. Find your favorites. Check it out. Always have it stocked in the home. It's the perfect thing for it's cultivating vibes. The perfect thing. Okay. I cultivated a vibe last night, by the way. I saw that you did. It was honestly like... Like, no time had, had passed. And I feel like that was the first time that you had cultivated a vibe, and you just didn't let me know that you were cultivating a vibe. Like, I've got it. You've got, yeah, you've got it. Mm-hmm. How was the chili? So good. Who and made I made it? Ben. Okay. And I have leftover. And I put a picture of my chili, like, up on my story, and I put, like, a weird filter on it so I can make my house look moody, and everyone was like, ew, your chili looks gross. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. First of all, it's delicious. And second of all, Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And you know what? Chili is an unphotogenic meal. Sorry. And you know what? The worse it looks, probably the better it tastes. Mm -hmm. So don't pay the haters any mind. I will not. 
I'm glad you enjoyed. Ben's home and I'm like panicking. He's going to eat the leftover chili before I can get home to it. Like, oh, wow. we have to wrap up the show. Okay. That would explain why you didn't bring me any. I actually cooked a little something last night. I made my own Caesar dressing, salad dressing without eggs. Because, you know, most Caesar dressings have raw eggs. So you can't have it when you're pregnant. Oh, no, I didn't know that. But I had ordered Hillstone and they have an eggless Caesar dressing. So I put it in the fridge because I was like, this is a good dressing. I'll make a salad. Dressing disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I already had it in my head that I was going to make a salad. Who the fuck? Blame brew. For sure. So I wound up making my own dressing, which I just feel like is such a... Mom thing It's to such do. like a, a level, like a, a level up in life. You I know, agree. it's like you get older, you settle down. You make your own dressing. You make your own dressing. And, the, and it was really good. So now I have some in the fridge and I'll be using my own dressing. How exciting. Yeah. So that's a real fun fact about me. <laughs> Um, okay, this next story, speaking about jumping to conclusions, because this really bothered me. Olivia J.G. Newley is slamming a rumor that she's hooking up with Dancing with the Stars partner. Partner. I was going to say pal, because his name is Val. Cops pal team. Val. Pal, her pal, Val. So not here for the drama, Olivia Jade clapped back after a TikTok user. You know what? Can I explain the story? Like, I literally saw the whole thing happen in real time. Okay, please explain. There's this girl on TikTok who gets, like, anonymous. Not anonymous. Well, she gets people's, like, experiences. Like, I met Jackie Ashley like, at Starbucks, not. and she slapped me in the face. Yeah. But she then goes on TikTok. That's and, funny. I don't go to Starbucks. Right. And <laughs> you're more of a punger than a slapper. <laughs> so, and then she, what she'll do on TikTok is reenact them, like, in little skits. Okay. So, it's, like, fun, and it's, like... She doesn't really try to, like, hide the... She never says, like, Olivia Jade, but she'll be, like, girl who pretended to row. Like, she's very obvious in who she's talking about. Okay. And in the comments, she'll like the comments of people who guess right. So it's she's not trying to, you know, be really anonymous at all. Okay. And honestly, they come up on my For You page sometimes, and it's, like, they're kind of long-winded, and I'm like, I can't get to the end of the story. Like, it's the longest skit ever. So then I saw the Olivia Jade one and I knew immediately who she was talking about. One, because she didn't make it difficult to guess. And two, like people have been like saying, oh, I heard, you know, Olivia and Val are fucking like, so. And also like he said, she said like his wife isn't allowed to go to his trailer. Right. And he's the only one whose wife is like working on the show right there now. There might be one more, but like, yeah, it wasn't hard to guess. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it was just like silly rumor, but like everyone was quaking and this particular girl's video blew up and and she blocked Olivia Jade. Right. So Olivia Jade like went to like duet it and be like, this is just not true. She couldn't even duet it. So she had to like put a green screen up. It was like a whole, it made the editing process for Olivia Jade probably quite treacherous. Yes. But she just suggested straight on and said, I'm going to be super blunt and straight up and say, Val and I are not hooking up. We've never hooked up. This is a complete rumor. We are genuinely good friends and I adore his wife. And I completely believe her. When I saw that video, I was like, there's no way. And it's just like, it's really bothers me that people just go around like saying these things and like blind items, whatever. And it's true, Un- unless, like, someone... Has to outright deny it. But then even still, like, it's it's floating around there. Like, to me, that video... I didn't know that was the premise of this girl's account. I thought that girl, the way she made it seem... I guess she was reading from the submitter's perspective. Yes. But she made it seem like she works on the set of Dancing no, with the Stars. she reads people's and submissions. And I'm sorry, it's just one of the loseriest things 
I've ever encountered. Yeah. No, I mean, I love that Olivia Jade just outright was like, absolutely not. This is not a thing. Because I think a lot of people were thinking it. Like, mm-hmm. they're very... But that's all the people at Dancing with the Stars. You, like, literally grope your partner when the thing's over. And right. You're, you're, like, you're waiting for the results and you're grabbing each other's tits. Like, it's fucking nuts. You're, like, grinding up on each other and they're like, they're looking close. Yeah. Because yeah, they're fucking grinding. So I think that everyone thinks that, especially Olivia Jade's, like, this gorgeous girl. Like, I think that it's a natural thing to think. But to put it out there like it's fact, when actually it's not I agree like this age we're living in where people just kind of post things on social media with absolutely not even one morsel of research like how do you know that this girl even works at Dancing with the Stars like I I do not like that and sometimes the stuff turns out to be true for sure but sometimes it's just like a flat-out lie yeah that just reminds me of like the Kanye thing with um the TikToker in the hotel. Cole something I don't remember who it was but it was just lies you know he said he made the whole thing up there's nothing loserier. Yeah, I agree. Today. I hate that. Okay, ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey will be interviewing Adele in a one-night-only concert special. So we're getting oh. more tea about... So not Buckingham Palace. Well, not not Buckingham Palace, but it's... I, you know, mm, mm. I, I do feel like it might be a conflict of interest. But yeah, I just, and I, I saw some... Oprah should just go around interviewing everyone. I saw someone say that like Adele's been living in LA for COVID and she can't go back to UK because of COVID. So there's no way she filmed at Buckingham Palace. I saw someone say that too, but you can travel to the UK. Yeah. So she could have done. And if like I'm seeing people on Instagram do it, Adele can do it. No, I'm literally going to Rome this week. Like Right. So Adele can do it. Okay. Oprah Winfrey is set to interview Adele as part of a two hour special welcoming back the Grammy winner from her years long break. The special will feature an exclusive interview with Adele by Oprah from her Rose Garden. Oh, I guess that's... Oprah's Garden? Yeah. Or whatever. It's a garden. But is there a performance in the garden as well? Well, maybe it's performance, garden, performance, garden. Buckingham Garden. Buckingham Buckingham Garden. Garden. Is it the same garden where Meghan and Harry were interviewed? No, because that was confirmed as not to be Meghan and Harry's house, nor Oprah's house. But could you imagine if it was going from Buckingham to that garden? I think that's the bridge that we need. Adele. Adele is the bridge. In Adele's first televised wide-ranging conversation about her new album, the stories behind the songs, life after divorce, weight loss, and raising her son. Adele One Night Only will also feature an extraordinary concert performance that includes the earliest opportunity to hear her new material in six years. The special is being produced by James Corden and Ben Winston's Fullwell 73 and Onward Productions in association with Winfrey's Harpo Productions. Uh, I read a funny tweet once that was like, who... What body did James Corden help and Hollywood executive bury to get as far as he... Like, he's funny for sure. And definitely not everyone likes him, but, like, his shtick is cute or whatever. Carpool karaoke. What is... Where... What did he do? How did he get here? I don't know. He must be... I mean, aside... He either buried a body or he's just, like the best guy ever and in everybody person. loves him because Adele also like has gone on vacation with him like yeah. I think people just like love being around Harry him Harry Styles loves him and they love burying bodies with him yes him and like it's so confusing yeah like Adele Harpo James Gordon yeah no it's it is pretty wild but there was a time like now I think my biggest gripe with James Gordon is that he's just everywhere you know and and that he but, doesn't but, but before he was everywhere, like, I really did. I really thought he was a talented guy. So Same. I think everybody had that thought. And we're like, we should give him everything. And yeah. now he's everywhere. And we hate him. No. And the thing is, is like, I wish he would just be more selective with where he goes. Because so much of what he chooses to do is like flop central cats. Mm-hmm. 
Cinderella. Cinderella. I feel like I can name a thousand things where he's just floppy-o. Mm-hmm. So if you're Don't bring be, her into this. If you're going to be everywhere, like, you have to be great. And he's just, unfortunately, not. Not always. But he has been in the past. Yeah. When he was just the James Corden guy, like, I was loving him. Yeah. Carpool karaoke, like, used to be everything. Now you couldn't fucking pay me. No, literally. And it's they so like, crazy. You used to, like, wait for the new one. And the now, Apple TV show they have of it. And then, like, now there's... Now they'll put, like, Fifth Harmony in with, like, a Jonas Brother. Like, it's just... Too much of a good thing. Yeah. You know? It's a good lesson. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? What was the story we just said? Adele Oprah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we didn't really kind of massage it enough, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I think Oprah will be doing the massaging Mm -hmm. and we'll be doing the listening. Yeah, it's going to be gorgeous. Do you know if it's happening after or before the album release? It sounds like before because it will be songs that we hadn't heard before. It'll be the earliest opportunity to hear the first new material. I I kind of would have preferred it to be after just so I can like learn a few songs. Yeah. You can watch it at your own pace. How How many times did you listen to Easy On Me this weekend? Not that many times because I wasn't like listening to music. I was watching younger, but um, I had it in my head all weekend. (laughs) But I also have found some really good Spotify playlists. I guess it's like of like songs from, you know, Gen Z and stuff that are really, really good. So I've just been enjoying, you know, like James Arthur. Yeah. You know him? Yeah. So he was on the playlist like Mimi Webb. I'm it was familiar. just like, it was called like Everyday Essentials and it was just some good music. And it's listen- been a really long time since I've just discovered new songs and yeah. artists. So I was just like enjoying their curation. Well, honestly, I know you're so against TikTok, but that's literally how I find out all my new no, music. No, I know. Like, I know. you know who's really like coming up as like one of the best Gen Z artists of our time? You're going to be shocked. Willow Smith. And that's not that shocking. I mean, like her music transparent soul and meet me on our spot blew up on tiktok and it's like so good okay i'll add it to my playlist yeah meet me at our spot well that's actually the perfect segue for our fifth and final story which is about tiktok music okay but before we've got to let you know that hold on what do we have to let are we going full blast full blast the people weighed in and they let us know and the 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 negative reviews were overruled. It's the final story. James Corden, where's the body? Where's the body? So good to be back. Oh. Okay, our fifth and final story. The Beatles have an official TikTok now, and you can use their music. Oh, my God. In an apparent bid to infect Gen Z with Beatlemania, the Fab Four have officially arrived on TikTok. Their handle, at the Beatles, the iconic rock group's account, has amassed over 180,000 followers since its creation Friday as a promo for the Disney Plus documentary Get Back, as well as the Beatles' new remixed Let It Be album, Variety reported. So not only will they be on TikTok, but their most iconic tunes are now available for use on TikTok. And I know all the TikTokers are dying to have just been dance. waiting for this moment. And I'm really happy for them. Hey Jude. Don't make it bad. Okay, like honestly, I don't really feel like the Beatles should be on TikTok. Like that's just me. I'm not like gatekeeping TikTok. I think if they wanted to upload their music, you know. Organically. Organically, so people could use the 
the music in different sounds and videos for sure. But I just think there's something inherently losery about like trying to promote your documentary on TikTok when you're literally like the greatest band of the 80s or whatever. Yeah. 70s. No, I I agree. I think, you know, the Beatles, I forget who owns their catalog now, but it's a very like business thing, you know. Yeah, I think it's partially owned by the Michael Jackson estate. Yes. And I maybe even Elton John. Perhaps. I always I was just talking about that the other day. But like so they're very choosy, you know, they do partnerships yeah. and like the, if you use their song in a commercial, like their whole catalog is like a a, a business enterprise. Michael Jackson purchased the publishing rights to the vast majority of the Beatles catalog for $47 million, outbidding Paul McCartney himself. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Okay, so yeah, exactly. Like, this is a whole business, Beatles Enterprise. Uh, this article says he only has it until 2026. And then what happens? Was when Paul McCartney can regain the copyrights to all of his songs. That's so weird. So he just loses the money he spent? Or he's made it back in well, the Well, he's made since, it back for sure. Uh-huh. Well, maybe with this move too now. Maybe they're getting desperate. This is a desperate move. A hundred percent. Desperate, losery move. Especially like either let your songs be like free. Let it be. Let it be free to use on digital platforms. Like it doesn't have to be a big special announcement. Or like, you know, protect the history of the songs. And also just impreg- you have to protect the integrity of the Beatles. I'm yeah. Like, Honestly, them being on TikTok, them doing a Disney Plus special, I don't know what it's about, gorgeous. Like, that is so premium. Like, we are in keeping the integrity of the Beatles intact. But I don't know, whoring them out on TikTok, like, I don't know. I don't, it just is not, not what I would do. Yeah, no, definitely not. So anyways, when you're talking about... Yeah, gotta do the Hey Jude... The Hey Jude challenge. challenge, Or maybe the Eleanor Rigby challenge, I don't know. (laughs) Um, okay, wow, that was the fast pretty dense. Story. Everything kind of took an emotional toll on me. I know, there were highs, there were lows. See, aren't you glad we don't have to recap our script it shows now? <laughs> yeah, I'm so th- thankful. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do our unscripted TV recap where we're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac and the Salt Lake City Housewives that were on last night. Brought to you by Third Love. We put our bodies through so much, pushing them to the limit for sport, family, fashion, or just plain fun. And when you think about it, it's pretty incredible that our bodies keep up. Third Love believes that everybody is amazing and deserves to be treated that way because you will fit here. With Third Love, they obsess over each stitch so you never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. While trends come and go, Third Love has always stayed true to one notion. We do comfort, you do you. They bring the comfort from the sheets to the streets with the softest sleepwear, luxe washable silk, and bras that you won't take off when you get home. There are 90,000 five-star reviews. Um, I just got the pajamas. By the way, I've had the bras forever. The pajamas are everything. Like, I was walking around looking like this, like, I don't know, like, sexy woman. Yeah, I got the robe, and it's so comfortable. And I, I look like I'm at the salon in my own home, and it's a fabulous look. But the real star of Third Love is their bras, especially their sizing, because they include exclusive half cups. So their underwear, loungewear, and activewear all goes from size extra small to 3X, and they offer the fitting room quiz. So if you've struggled with bras your whole life, it's very possible that you are wearing the wrong size bra. And when I took my Third Love quiz, like, four years ago, I never knew what my bra size was and it was just a game changer and the bras come in all different varieties perfect for different shirts you can get different cups it's really like the most fabulous bra out there 
Also, if you love your fit, it's guaranteed. If not, they'll exchange and returns are free for 60 days. Their team of expert fit stylists are also available to chat via text to answer all of your questions. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that you love as much as your body does. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash toast. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. All right, let's start with Potomac first. Last night's episode was very good. Um, I have to say... I feel like the landscape around me is just changing because, like, I'm feeling, yeah. like, confused. Like, honestly, if I was Robin and Giselle, I 100% would have left, too. I had actually a lot of sympathy for Robin. Like, being on my period with all these other women and their husbands. My husband's not here. I'm sharing a room with my friend. I don't have a bathroom. Absolutely not. Also, Giselle does have a broken toe. I do think, like, I know Wendy doesn't like them. She should have been slightly more gracious. No, Wendy is so overplaying her hand. On a it's, power trip. It's overplayed. And she's actually making Robin and Giselle look like sympathetic characters. Yeah. And so, yes, I have totally shifted in that regard. I still see Robin and Giselle, and I'm not, like, giving them a pass for no. everything. But in that situation, they were completely right. I would have done the exact same thing. It is inappropriate to be walking around the house, like, going from the shower. And also, that the the bathroom downstairs is the, like, communal bathroom for when they're all hanging downstairs. So, like, it's disgusting. Yeah. And that's going to be their personal bathroom. And, and Wendy, that doesn't make you look, like, cool, like you didn't take care of them. It makes you look like a bad hostess who with poor planning skills. Yeah, no, Wendy was not looking her best this episode. She looked, like, in every... In every situation, she's just, like, so stubborn. So even in the rooms, the hosting situation, like, she thinks she's a, a good host. <clears throat> On the boat, like, she can't even have a conversation with anyone. And, like, you see the way Mia and Candace are actually, like, communicating and finding resolution. And I feel like their argument was so much deeper than whatever Wendy and Robin's issue is. Yeah. And Wendy just, like, can't see past herself. She's really making herself, like, Look I'm so, so bad. Team Monique. So, like, with Wendy like is here or there that doesn't affect yeah. like where I stand with the show but like for a moment she was not the hero that we deserve but the hero that we got yeah and now all of that good work is just being flipped on its head I completely agree she's like so butthurt that Robin and Giselle are just like commenting on the way that she looks being different and by the way not that I agree with them saying that but like your reaction is so out of hand now. Like, no, like move on. Like that was literally six weeks ago. Move on. The, the way that like Karen handles Robin and Giselle is just like Perfect. the right way. And so to see like Wendy, she's so bothered by them. And it's like, it makes her just look bitter, bitter and wrong. And in the situation, like I would a hundred percent, if I hadn't left the trip completely, I would a hundred percent have gotten a hotel. These are obviously grown, grown women to be sleeping in a twin bed with your friend on your period your on her period with no bathroom and having to use a downstairs bathroom in a house where there's people's husbands is wrong. No. And this house is very bizarre because when they pull up, it's so big, but like there's literally one like communal living space and like one floor of bedrooms. Like it's yeah. really not that big. Yeah, I wonder if production stays there, if they Maybe. only had so many rooms to use. But it's just, Wendy is completely wrong in this situation, and Robin Giselle came off looking, looking great, sympathetic, and Wendy did that. So I feel like the hero of the last couple episodes has actually really been Chris Bassett. Like, I've never really thought much of him, but like, my God, I don't know how he takes being married to Candace. She's so irrational, and she just gets so heated so quickly and I feel like he does a really good job of trying to settle her and like trying to make her see outside her own bullshit. Like, and I don't know, I just like kind of love him in that conversation he had with Ashley. Like, 
I really appreciate it. He knows his wife is wrong. Like, I think he just like walks around on eggshells around everyone. Like, yeah, I know my wife said, called you fat. I know my wife did this to you. I know my wife did that. But he's just trying to like smooth everything over with everyone. And I actually really appreciated his, um, his candor when it came to Ashley. And I'm sad that the conversation then at the restaurant turned so bad. I had no idea that Candace called Michael Darby a slave driver, which is crazy. Crazy. So this is just like time after time below the belt. Called her wide. Slave driver, Mia's big hands, Mia's mom, mother's low budget, your mother's a hoe. It's like, it's kind of like, I'm like done. I like mean, I was done. I think other people are becoming done, which is, you know, refreshing to see. But then also I think the craziest part is then at the end of the night, she's in bed with Chris and she was, or she was like, that was yesterday. Today right. is fine. It's Delusion. like, wait, Delusion. what about everything you just burned in your wake? Like yep. that's the damage is still there. Just delusional that like, oh, I can behave like that one day. But as long as if I don't do it the next day, it's as if it didn't happen. No. And the scene where they're really kind of doing side by sides. I think this is from two weeks ago. Side by sides of uh, drag me Monique and then throwing the one piece of lettuce. Yes. Mia threw the whole platter. Lest we not forget. Candace threw the first piece. It's always Candace. It's a small little instigation. And then obviously the person blows up because you threw food at them. You put your finger in their face. And so I just, I really can't with her anymore, like at all. And I really tried. Yeah. No, I really, I, I was coming, like and in certain instances and situations, like she doesn't bother me that much. I think some of like her, the friendships that she has are nice, whatever. But just if she doesn't get justice rained down on her at the reunion, like I, I can't go two for two on reunions with no justice. Okay, also, for me, the part where I, like, completely, like, left Candace last night was when they finally all sat down on the boat. They're talking about, like, why, you know, Mia was talking about why, like, what she said hurt her. Her mother has been sober for eight years. She was in jail for ten years. Um, and then Candace is like, well, when you said my music video was low budget and she started to cry, like, to compare what she did to Mia to what Mia did to her, which are literally not even close to being somewhere she started to cry I'm like are you fucking kidding me like she like honestly now I just feel like the entire time she cried at the reunion last year like fraudulent she'll like, just cry over anything over anything yeah also I think that Mia I actually really like Mia because on the one hand me she's too. like so messy and did see they she say, can't like when she, she can't carry up, bones she like, comes upstairs like <laughs> snitching on what Robin said and she like got it so she wrong it. but then she also like and she so, owns it in that moment I'm just like geez like what yeah and then she owns it I'm like oh my god she's like so cute and everybody like really likes her but then also I really like how like she was so and I admire actually that she was so hurt and offended and like at a level 10 yeah like I'm done with this person but she still sat down she still was like I'm I want to have a conversation um whenever that happens like she had the conversation and she moved on from it like that's extremely mature I could never so to have like one person encompass all of those things it's really refreshing. She's a great housewife. She like really I do have is. to say, um, her I just husband. Always glad, like I, I'm glad that they always nip in the bud that like the game of telephone got mixed up. Me too. Otherwise, it would cause Dreads all these on. issues. You know, like you know, um, like I hate when it a would go on forever. Of housewives, it's all predicated on. Um, did you did say, you say this one word? Yeah. Did you call Kim an enabler yeah. or whatever? Did you say my sister's close to death? Like yes, yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Also, the, I do love Mia, but her husband, like, is kind of annoying. And with the Ashley thing at the end of the episode, like, Ashley's right. Like, leave me alone. We were on the boat all day. Like, I have to pump. Like, I have a kid. Can I just fucking sleep? And there's nothing that grinds my gears more than, like, when someone's like, you're sleeping. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. So I'm sleeping. Yeah. I, I want to like G, and it's right now I do. 
until this particular instance. I also like, like how Mia is just like, that's not my problem. No, like, I She's not going to like tell him how to live, tell him to stop drinking, tell him what to say. She, they're just like, and I think that's actually a good approach. Otherwise, she would be so fucking stressed out. Yeah. And it would like come between them if she was like, please stop. Because when he's drinking, it's like when he's being annoying. Right. And he's just really annoying. And he's an annoying drunk for sure. Um, Yeah. Like he picks fights with people. But he's an, a grown, very right. grown man. Like she's not going to tell him how to live his life. Why yeah. don't, you know. Also, best dress this episode, Ascala. Like she was just looking like a. Thank you for mentioning. Like a gorgeous model, old Hollywood glam with the glasses and the scarf on her head. Like she's killing it. No, but even like her pajamas, she's been killing it. But this episode, I think it, she shined brighter than ever. And, you know, when she sat down with Robin and was like, I actually, another thing that was a big check in Robin's big thing for me, she was like, I know, like, I hate Wendy, but, like, you want to be friends with her? Like, that's fine. Like, so fucking mature. Right, especially then you go to watch Salt Lake City and it's like, exactly can't even talk to each other. Exactly. No, Claudia, I had the same feelings about Robin. And I think, not to negate everything that we've ever said about her, but I think it's like when Robin's on her own, yes. with, like, in her friendships, she's has a really good POV. When she is Giselle's sidekick is when she's at her worst. That's exactly what Karen Huger said. She's like, Juan should come because like right now she's just being like negative with Giselle. Whereas like if her and Juan were here, they could have like a good time. Though I didn't think she was being negative with Giselle. No, I thought that they were being extremely realistic. Me too. Like I didn't think that they were being dramatic. No, I would have done the exact same thing. Every single time I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So, yes, I had a nice moment with Robin. Me too. I, w I had a lot of respect for that. Like, I, especially when we're now watching Salt Lake City, where, like, literally the crux of every fight is like, well, you're my friend, but you're friends with Whitney, and I hate Whitney. Like, yeah. which is so immature. And Robin was like, I, I had wondered, like, if it was weird that Robin brought Ascala on the show, and Ascala, like, hasn't even been seen with Robin. She's actually really good friends with, like, with the other side. Karen, um, Wendy, they're like a threesome, the cottage girls, you yeah. know? So I thought, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be a problem. And Robin was, like, so mature about it. I was honestly impressed. Impressed. Kudos no, to Robin. And kudos to Scala for bringing fashion to this show. It does not go unnoticed. And, you know, she's working against the odds here. I was, you know what? I feel like we've had other first-time housewives who've brought less to the table. And I'm curious why. They obviously filmed a lot with Scala. She's on the trip. Like, she was... I feel like she was supposed to be a full-time housewife and ended up as a friend of when I actually feel like I want to know more about Escala. Her husband is very hot. Like, yeah. I want to know more. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that next season. I wonder why it didn't happen. But that's happened a lot before where like someone's on every trip and then. Yeah, but you kind of understand like Barbara Cavett. Like we knew why she didn't get a full-time housewife role. Like, I mean, we had that with Sutton. We had that with. Um, but we knew why. Sutton had legal problems. Yeah. We had that with that Jen girl from Dallas. But honestly, like, after seeing her, I didn't think that she, like, would have been, in, like, an amazing housewife. Like, I needed to see more. But with the Scala, I'm like, give me more. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Anyways, I really appreciate what she's bringing to the table um, from a fashion perspective. Me too. You know. Um, so it was a good episode, for sure. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to Ray and Karen renewing their vows. Yeah. Um, and then Salt Lake City was on, and it was pretty good. Honestly... The ending was so shookworthy to me that I actually watched Watch Robin's Live because I needed to see Jenny give some sort of explanation for like, I thought her husband, when they kept showing that in the preview, he was asking for a sister wife, was kidding. Mm -hmm. And because they're not Mormon, they're Christian or Catholic, Catholic. But I didn't realize in Vietnamese culture, it's actually pretty common to be a polygamist. So I thought it was a joke. And then when he was being dead serious, after just like 
hounding her. Like, how many more times does she have to say, like, I've miscarried nine times. I had a stillbirth. Like, fuck off. Yeah. I don't know how many other ways she could say it. And then I thought he was starting to, like, understand a little bit. And then he brought up the sister wife comment. And honestly, I don't think I've ever hated a house husband more than I hate this man. Yeah. And at first, the conversation went so sideways so fast because they both have really, they both had really um, deep trauma. Trauma, but also like, like personal opinions about this. Like I completely understand where Jenny's coming from. Obviously. And then after speaking, hearing from her husband, like I, I understand where he's of coming from, from too. But Jenny's perspective is more important in my opinion. Yes, of course. So and I'm sorry, but like fuck off beyond fuck off when she was on watch what happens live and she just summed it up as like you know obviously when you're young you have these ideas like i want a big family right. but then like life happens and you know and you, two kids feels like a million no and she has three kids right yeah no so like no everyone says no, like yeah i want to have like, a thousand kids no but it's not even i want to have a thousand kids like you if you can't sometimes like yeah. that just doesn't happen for you and like he's still living in the past of like where's my big family and right. it's like look around these are this it's is, over this is the reality of the situation yeah i think she's like on Watch What Happens Live, she had a very um, good perspective take on it. So I'm hoping that they've moved on from this sister-wife comment. I don't know how you do, but she seemed like she was, like, she, they've reached some sort of... When she was telling Meredith and Lisa about her stillborn birth, I have to say, I literally cried so hard. And then when I had a real... 180 degree moment with Lisa Barlow when she was in her confessionals and she was like I've actually heard this story like I, I've known this about Lisa about Jenny and then she started to cry I was like you know what Lisa Barlow's a good friend she is an empathetic person no, and I am turning around lest we not forget when last season when Meredith told her that her and Seth were separating and she started crying like she is a good friend I want to say this episode I have I'm completely turned on Lisa Barlow in a positive direction okay, I was until that meal no, no. Okay. Jackie, that was fraudulence. No. And I'm a... I'm putting it all on... I'm a Whitney Dan. Oh, my God, For no. her just calling it out, being like, are you kidding me? This is so staged. No. It was. I... I still really like Whitney. But, like, there was points in the Lisa column after last night's episode, and I didn't feel like I had points in the Whitney column. Let me just explain, if I may. First of all, when Lisa took her to... Um, whiskey and pie, or gin and pie, which was, like, a really cute date, Lisa was very... I felt direct honest mm -hmm. she didn't really like try to pretend like I think maybe she did try to like obfuscate you know I never had an issue with you but then eventually she gets real and is like right you know we've had issues let's move forward I I know I can be people think that they know how I'm thinking or feeling and I do feel like we always feel like we know like oh Lisa's really thirsty like this or yeah that. and I just don't feel like we know Lisa I she's just way more interesting and complex than layered than I As had previously thought so I really liked her, Directness. her take, okay. her take on reconciling with Whitney. And also, it's like, we don't need to go through everything I ever said. Yeah, I'm sure she talked some trash. I'm sure she thought Whitney and Heather were basic and that they weren't cool like mm -hmm. her and uh, Meredith and Jen. Uh, sure. But you know what? Whitney's here to stay. Lisa gets it now. Can we move yeah. forward? Sorry. And she did apologize. Like, yeah. she wasn't just... I thought she was going to be a lot more hard-headed because also that's what the preview Me made too. it seem like. She was, like, la laughing in Whitney's face. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know what? I like how Lisa Barlow does an apology. Pie looks great. Jin's looking good. I'm here for it. Then she's such a good friend to Jenny, and I'm just, like, feeling her as a person. And then in the situation at the restaurant, I don't think that it was meant to be a setup. I think – I don't know the name of the 
the owner Aubrey mm-hmm. so or it's like Audrey. It, it's Angie okay then Aubrey an Aubrey yeah okay. Aubrey so did you see the DMs from last week I did that okay after last week's episode that some DMs went you know on the internet from the restaurant owner saying Lisa did not tell us to cancel Angie's event we had already planned to film at our restaurant like with product with Bravo they were going to have like a cast event at our restaurant and it was just a matter of like we're doing this instead of that not so I came at it from this perspective of like they had plans to film at Aubrey's new restaurant Lisa's going to support her friends it's where her tequila is it's just so like I think it just so happens that there's you know not so many restaurateurs and restaurants they're going to go to. I thought, I'm glad that Whitney called it out, but I'm also glad that they moved on. Me because too. Because it was too stupid. No, and you know what? Lisa probably did want, like, I do th- I do believe Lisa's genuine in wanting to be friends with Whitney. And I think that the fact that their husbands are so close is so cute. And I loved the idea of them going. We literally saw them hang out three times in this episode. Like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think she probably was genuine in that, but also wanted to, like, clear her name and her friend's name. So she's like, oh, this is my friend. This is her restaurant. She, can you believe what Angie said about me? Like, it was so staged. I love that Lisa called it, I mean, that Heather called it out, but I also am glad that they got past it because I I do really stand this friendship. Yeah, me too. And also, I just want to put all of it on Aubrey. Like, Angie. (laughs) No, Angie. Oh, you want to put it on the restaurant tour? I want to put it all on the restaurant tour. Like, she came over. Like, you don't need to be serving the food. Right. Let them, like, the restaurant was getting such good press. Mm -hmm. The food looks so good. The drinks Drinks. look so good. You didn't need to come over. You didn't need to bring up Angie. And you ruined this beautiful night. And so, even if Lisa Barlow is complicit, I'm putting it all on Aubrey. I mean, her acting was, Lisa... Can you believe what Angie said? She really thought she was, was doing auditioning for the show. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm glad Whitney called her out and put an yeah. end to the madness. Yeah. But I just want, even if there is blame on Lisa's shoulders, I'm putting it all on Aubrey so that I can move forward with a clean conscience. Okay. I really do love this friendship. I hope it stays. And I just, I, I can't even tell you how much I love Salt Lake City. Like, the fact that Whitney, like, is going to the gym and there's just, like, mountains in the background. Like, could you imagine? No, it's so gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. Oh, Lisa and Heather are going to go talk about the birds and the bees. Let's go, go skiing. skiing. Yeah. Even uh, when Jenny had that atrocious conversation with her husband, <laughs> they were skiing. No, they were, like, doing um, cross country. That looked so miz. That's the worst part of skiing is, like, walking around in right. your skis. the flat. Who would make a whole sport of it? Psychos. Psychos. Um... So yeah, I feel like it was actually a very low key episode. Like the Whitney Heather stuff was really the the main. Lisa. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, but you know what? Mary's home scenes are just getting like so sad and so I dark. Know. Mary and Lisa playing tennis was no just... Meredith. <laughs> Honestly, like why I, can't we get any know. of their names? It's right. Monday. Meredith and Mary playing tennis was just like so hysterical. They both looked amazing. Yeah. Why is Meredith playing in a fur coat and she shows up in knee in high boots? Boot. Yeah, it was. But she looked so stunning. Amazing. Mary in her Tom Brown outfit, like I can't. Um, and I felt like they were having two different conversations where like Meredith thought we were just like complaining about her hus- our husbands and like their weird quirks, and Mary was just like, I hate my husband. No, we live in separate wings. Like, yeah, I I'm forcing my son to live with us because I don't want to be alone with him. No, and I'm not joking. Yeah, um, but like, doesn't Robert Senior watch the show? Like, that's the only thing. I'm no, curious I think about. Mary says his shit to his face. Like, if you change everything about you, I would be in love with you. Stop for sure. So, 
I don't know where they go from here. Me but neither. like they just like have one of like a marriage just, you know, very like Downton. Yeah. Rooms like we're just partners. But like in this day and age, like once your kid's out of the house, like what do you do? And that's actually when a lot of people in this day and age like do end up getting divorced. Like when the kids are gone, you like look at each other and you're like, what the fuck do we even have in common anymore? That brings me back to a main theme in the book I just read, Party Crasher. Which is? Which is they had, you know, kids grown up, divorced, and then the kids were all like, That's when it everything happens. was alive. And then like the women like have this like renaissance and they like find themselves again. Like it's like a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. Um, it's like everything. Yeah. No, but sometimes you think it's best for the kids to like wait, but then the kids are like, wait, so you were just lying the whole time. Right, right, right. And that messes with the kids too. So, so I like, don't do know. you think it's better to be children of divorce like at our age when it was, we were like 11? Or like when you're... 27 I actually feel like younger is better I think it's it just it's like either way could be bad and you can like blame all your issues on it it just depends on the kid not the time no but if you're like in the process of like dating getting engaged getting married and your parents get divorced and like it's your whole foundation for like love oh that's really messed up that like is very difficult to deal with so like honestly I would prefer being 11 like I remember like if you read in my New York Times bestselling novel girlthnojob.com slash book um I really don't remember giving a shred of a shit that my parents were getting divorced. But some people, it's like the thing that breaks them. Like they yeah. never recover from it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But when you're all, but like when you're an adult and your parents get divorced, like you have, you're, you know, in your own life and apartment, and it doesn't affect your day to day as much. Whereas when you're a kid, like. It, it could mean moving. Like that's it, true. There's a lot of upheaval. That's true. But also if you're like 27. That's why I think you need to know your kids. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Because you know? like, if you're 27 and like you're dating and like you've looked up to your parents forever and like that is the foundation of what you believe a healthy relationship to be and then it just becomes comes crumbling down. Like, how do we get to this conversation? <laughs> Oh, Mary, Mary. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting it conversation. Is. And I, I think just... I would prefer to be a child of divorce at age 11, even though then it's like all the kids are like looking at you, like who fucking cares? No. And I was just reading about it and thinking about it. And basically the reason why the main character in the book, like, so she's 25 maybe and her parents are getting divorced and she cannot handle it. Oh my God. She like loses her fucking mind. Right. So when like, honestly, I know it's very triggering for a lot of people, but like, it really is not a big deal. Like your parents are both alive. Like, not to rub it in, but like, come on. <laughs> no, but see, honestly, I really feel like I think being younger is better. Also, because like, I'm sorry, kids, they need some things to go through in order to have a personality. Like, that is, that's a really good point. You got to build character. Like, not everything can be easy no, for the kids. The kids need adversity. A hundred. I think adversity is the best thing that ever happened to me. A hundred percent. I would agree. I think like the universe took it a little far with like killing my father, but... Before that, I think it was good. Yeah, no, you got to crank up the adversity, and things. It shouldn't always be easy. That's like that's how your kid becomes like a spoiled fucking brat. It's true, but it's like as a parent, like you just want to protect and just give everything. And this kid should never know pain. Of course, of course, of course. You know, it's so true. It's It's like a balance of like wanting them to have a really easy, wonderful, great life, but also like you don't want them to be like a pussy. Like interesting, well-rounded human being. And you have to go through things in order to be a person with something to say. Yeah. So that's your real so this is all like city recap. <laughs> and that's just, you know, a little bit about being a parent. No, I mean, you're literally about to be one. Like I know, it makes you think. It does. You need to like set up, like you should like set up fake obstacles so that like, you know, the stakes aren't that high. No, like when I think of Kayla and she's like standing up, I'm like, push that, big, <laughs> just push it down so she can know what it's like to fall, to fall. and try again. And like, is she going to get back up? She's too successful. <laughs> she's too successful. It's terrible. <laughs> 
Um, okay, that was the Real Housewives recap. That was our show. And That's, that was some parenting advice. Yeah. God, can't wait till we're like, we're obviously going to be doing the show forever. So like, when we actually have kids like who have like, you know, like problems and shit, like the show's going to be so funny. Hysterical. But are we going to like really air out our kids' dirty laundry on the podcast? 100%. It depends on the stain. It depends on the kid. <laughs> Um, that's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Melania Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So if you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. In honor of James Corden's mega flop, Cats, why don't you leave a cat emoji on our most recent Instagram? You'll Bye. be okay with that? So many cats running around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just the cutest cats. Aren't we the cutest cats? Bye. Bye.